is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90, presented by Truly. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kaylin as always. It is November 3rd. The temperature dropped about 20 degrees in the past two weeks. It is, I, I woke up today and it was like frost all over the car, which now that we have a night game this weekend is just like brutal. It's going to be like tw- in the 20s possibly by the end of the game so shout out to the big 10 yeah that's really cool guys we appreciate that um so especially after everything that happened last weekend it's like yeah just pour the salt in the wound that that's really nice of you guys and we could have had you know the past three weeks could have been all uh uh night games you know and we would have been pumped about it because there the weather was nice we had hope all that stuff um, We're going to need one of those bum trash cans to just stay warm at the tailgate, start lighting trash on fire, have a little bonfire. Honestly. honestly. Yeah. So, well, I will, I will bring a little uh, propane, little fire. So we will be all right. Hopefully Ooh, nobody last, last time I, we did that, I think was 2019 Ohio state and somebody caught on fire, but you know, that's awesome. Yeah. It was just their coat. It's fine. we are not liable if you come to the tailgate and catch on fire we are absolutely not liable we will have liability waivers for everybody to sign (laughs) if you get within five feet of the heater yeah (laughs) yeah well um i think everyone's had a lot of time to uh to think about what happened this past weekend and you know i've seen social media going back and forth and from anybody that is completely done with Harbaugh to people that are, you know, still have hope and all that stuff and everything in between. And so, um, you know, we'll talk about uh, everything uh, about that in a little bit, but I wanted to start it off with a little bit of depression talk. So if you're like close, if you're on the edge of the cliff, ready to jump, (laughs) I suggest that you, Fast forward for the next 10 minutes or so uh, and uh, and get to the part where we go into some optimism uh, because there are some depressing facts about being a Michigan football fan. I was thinking about, all right, how many times as Michigan football fans have we just gotten kicked in the nuts over and over and over again? And it just feels like every single time we get our hopes up, it's just destroyed. So I went back and looked up when the last time that Michigan beat both the rivals, both Michigan State and Ohio State in the same year. And obviously this is, you know, heavily Ohio State. But I was thinking, all right, there had to have been a year at some point where Michigan beat both of them. We could be pumped about, you know, you know beating our rivals, all that stuff. You have to go back to 2003. We are almost at two decades of not beating both of them in the same year and at least losing to one. And so that I was just like, man, that's a long ass time. And we've had some damn good football teams in those, in these two decades. How is it possible that we couldn't just squeak one of those years out you know, once every five years, maybe that something like that could happen. We're cursed. We are cursed. Something, right? <laughs> I don't. There's, it's unexplainable. It's, it's just unexplainable. I'm, so, I'm, I I was so positive after, even after the Michigan State loss, just going into Indiana. You know, I felt good about stuff, and then you start bringing these stats up from the past, and you're just bringing, you're sucking me de- back down into black hole of depression going into this weekend i'm sorry we'll we'll get out of it we'll get out of it i promise but i there are some things that we also so some other things because we have been 
the, the thing that pisses me off the most about losing to Michigan State is that if you look back since Jim Harbaugh has gotten here, so 2015 till now, Michigan has been favored in every single game against Michigan State, every single one, which means Vegas believes that you have the advantage, you have the better team, you should win the game. Well, you're three and four. And so that's why I think that game is so frustrating and that right, this rivalry is so frustrating that we that Michigan isn't winning. And so that is a problem, obviously. But then I went back and looked, and I, I looked at, all right, in those four losses of the seven games, there's th- like I said, Michigan's three and four. Michigan has lost all four of those games by a total of 15 points. Two touchdowns, essentially, in four games, Michigan has lost. So not only have we gotten kicked in the nuts just by losing, but it's the way they lose. It's unbelievable. You think about what happened on Saturday. You think about what happened last year. You think about what happened in uh, 2017 in the rain game uh, where, you know, you're rolling and then we fumble and then it just like you can't score ever again. And you think about the trouble with the snap and it's just like, I mean, at what point, what, at what point do we get a bone thrown our way is all I'm asking. The ball's got to bounce our way at some point. So would, would you almost feel better if there was blowout losses? Yes, I think so. Cause then I wouldn't have hope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. You felt good. And then in the Michigan, Michigan state game up until six minutes to go in the third quarter, mm-hmm. we were rolling. So yes, 100%, 100%. And then, you know, all those losses are tough, but then you throw on obviously the Ohio state losses too. And it's like, it's just, man, I, so as much as I hate to see people be so negative about the program after this loss, I do understand it. I understand that you can only get beat down so many times before you just lose it. Right. So there, there's that there's that and so all right i if you're if you're if you fast forwarded you can stop now you can come back because we're going to move to being optimistic okay? yes good we are positive vibes only podcast correct correct so, uh so we'll we'll move from the depression on to the positive vibes only jack tell us again what you said on our last episode about how this game changed or didn't change how you feel about this team i'll I'll tell you that and then i'll one up it after that so i so what what did i say i said coming out of that game i don't feel any better any worse about what we've seen from this team honestly if anything i may no i'm not going to say that i don't feel any better or any worse Cade had a good game he was able to pass the ball when we weren't able to run the ball as well but there's still definitely hope for the rest of the season um especially after last night, seeing the college football playoff rankings and Michigan's ranked seventh with Michigan state being third Ohio state in front of you. I mean, things can still happen where Michigan makes it to the playoff. I mean, it's very, very optimistic there, but things can still happen. And I think this team's going to be pissed off going into uh, Indiana game. And for the rest of the season, I mean, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel good. I, th- I almost feel better after them losing to Michigan state because I think they're going to be pissed off and like just that much more focus is going to be on Ohio state and winning that game. And cause if you win that game, I mean, I'm trying to play through all these different scenarios in my head. <laughs> Let's I, say I, I saw it. We, uh, we've been tweeting back and forth with Lexi on Twitter too. And she's like, on the drawing board in the in the office like figuring like out Charlie how can Kelly Michigan make it sunny. who needs to lose who needs to win yeah go ahead <laughs> exactly but, I mean so okay here here are the scenarios in my head so Michigan wins out let's say that so they beat Indiana um beat Penn State Maryland and then Ohio State and no I, I almost think no matter what happens between Michigan State and Ohio State who wins who loses that game I think we're probably better off if Penn State and Ohio State beat Michigan State 
and then Michigan beats Ohio State because then Michigan's in the Big Ten title game. Otherwise, if Michigan State wins out, they're in, whatever, they go to the Big Ten title game, yada, yada, yada. Michigan could still win out, be 11-1. and They don't have to play in the Big Ten title game. But if they handle Ohio State, and that's an impressive win, they'd be tough to keep out of the top four depending what happens around them, right? So Ohio State would be out of that. It's hard to think Cincinnati is going to be in the top four unless mayhem happens. Like, do you put a one-loss Michigan in over Cincinnati? I think so, just based off strength of schedule. Because um, that means Michigan went into Penn State and won, and they beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. And Ohio State's looked incredible. Um, so that, that's just me being optimistic. I think there's hope. And I think this team's going to be fired up, man. I feel good. I feel good about the rest of the season. Now, is this where I get hurt? Yes, absolutely. You're setting yourself up for exactly what I just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Oh, we man. wouldn't want it any other way because we're sick in the head, and that's what Michigan fans do. So Perfect time Kalen, to crack another I, beer. There you, there you go. <laughs> Keep drinking drinking the beer it's and the drinking the talking. Kool-Aid. It's the booze talking. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, Kalen, how do you, are you feeling the same as Jack or are you a little more hesitant? I mean, I think that Jack, I think you're right on in terms of doing the, the math and, you know, drawing your string on the conspiracy board here for what could happen. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I hope that, you know, MSU loses to Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan wins out. Um, do I think that's going to happen? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put $100 on that bet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm, no faith. I, I mean, that's that's realistic. That's, you know, you, you've learned from your past <laughs> a little bit there, right? Bless you. Thank you. Thanks. That's going to be great for the listeners out there. Also apologize for last episode with my mic rubbing against my hoodie. This will be my contribution to this episode with the big loud sneeze. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You needed something. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I was obviously down in the dumps Sunday, Monday, just thinking about what could have been because I'm still thinking about what could have been. I think there's Michigan still had so many opportunities and they, you know, I, I don't think that Michigan state's a better team than Michigan. I think they won the football game, but I think that Michigan was all in all, probably the better team for three and a half quarters, you know, maybe just three, whatever you want to say there. Um, and the ball bounced their way and they took advantage of little things. But if you played, you know, 10 times, Michigan probably wins seven of them. And so that gives me hope for the rest of the season where I see, all right, if Michigan is possibly a better team than the eight and O team in their conference, then why can't they win out? Why can't they beat the rest of the teams on their schedule? Right. And so you add in what happened in that game, right, on Saturday. You're the better team. You only lose by four because of calls going not your way the entire day. They're 0-6 in terms of reviews. That is one of the most wild things I've ever seen, where every review, all six of them went Michigan State's way. And so you add in the referees and the officiating. You add in just like Michigan, you know, you've, you shot yourself in the foot about, you know, 10 different times. And so uh, my point is, if you don't do those things, I think you have a chance to beat everyone else on your schedule. And so I, 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 there is optimism. I don't think that, I think there's, there is something to say about being concerned and frustrated and everything with Jim Harbaugh and with what's happened in the past and what, you know, to feel it's valid to feel like this is no different than every other year, because in that moment it did, you know, but with that being said, there's still four games yet left in the year for this team to prove otherwise. And I'm going to be the optimist that says, until you prove me wrong, this is kind of your last shot. Go out and do it boys. And, 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 you know, let's get it done. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I, I don't see any reason not to you know um 
not to believe that way. Maybe I think there's an argument to say the complete opposite though. There's no reason to believe in them because we've seen this over and over again. So it's, it's a weird back and forth, but I'm going to choose to be the optimist. I think, I mean, Michigan's they're seven and one at the end of the day, I, the people that are being pessimistic right now, just enjoy the season. Come on. Like we've got, like we said, we have four weeks left cheer on your team. It's, it's just a lot more fun if you can be optimistic and they win than being pessimistic and just hating your fucking life. Right. Yeah. If you're just like a total hater, like season's over type of attitude, like how, how is your life? Like that sounds awful. Keeping receipts. I mean, but honestly, doesn't it feel like that's half of the Michigan fan base sometimes? <laughs> you know, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I struggle with it. But, um, you know, a lot of what you said, Jack, is kind of the, um, the reason to be excited. And that is the college football playoff rankings, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody expected Michigan to be ranked seventh. I think most people said no. 10, nine at the highest probably. And so Michigan comes out and they're the seventh ranked team. To me, that screams that the committee is, we want you in there. We're giving you every chance possible. Come yeah. on, win a freaking couple games. <clears throat> we'll put you in no matter what. Don't you guys think so? 100%. 100% agree. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. to put them at number seven, it, they want Michigan in there. That That's what I get from it. Yeah, they want that kind of, you know, I think for one, they want a, like a good matchup, Michigan-Ohio State, and they're trying to set that up a little bit, like a 5-6 or something like that. Um, I think they have no respect for Cincinnati whatsoever. I, that's sad, isn't it, a little bit? I think that's wrong. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean if you're Cincinnati – You've got to think there's absolutely no shot for you to get in. Literally, mayhem needs to happen. Bama needs to lose again. Michigan State probably needs to lose twice. Oregon needs to lose again. Ohio State needs to lose again. Don't you think Oklahoma needs to lose? Like, if Oklahoma goes undefeated in the Big 12, they're going to jump into the top four. I mean, they really need everything to go wrong. Don't you think, though, I mean, if there was ever, ever, ever a time that a power or a group of five was going to make it into the playoff. This would be it. They had the schedule set up. They win at a top 10 Notre Dame on the road. They beat Indiana who obviously has turned out to not be good, but they're still a big 10 team, you know, Mm -hmm. and they handled them. And so I don't, that's just, that's going to be frustrating. Obviously if somehow Michigan makes it in over them, I'm not going to be sorry, but like, I think from a football fan perspective, that just says to me, group of five, you might as well make your own, you know, national championship because you're not going to ever going to ever be a part of this one. Yeah, no, I agree, man. That, that either screams move to an eight or 12 team playoff, or they should have put Cincinnati in at number four, reward them for being undefeated. Obviously, their strength of schedule doesn't match up with anybody else on there, which which I do respect that the college football playoff committee does put such a um, such an emphasis on the strength of schedule. But then it's like, like you said, why is the group of five even listed in the rankings if they have no chance? Yeah, it's not. I mean, <clears throat> just let them be able to hoist the group of five, you know, uh, national championship and. Mm-hmm. Let's get get it over with. It doesn't make sense to me. It also um, looks like they've hugely favored like uh, like matchup, like who won versus who this year, right? right? Yeah. I don't have the list in front of me, but I remember watching last night. There were a number of teams that had, you know, the winner of some matchup was maybe one ranked above the other team. Yeah, Oregon over Ohio State. <clears throat> um, obviously, Cincinnati over Notre Dame. Other yeah, than I mean, were that, you guys surprised with uh, Wisconsin over Iowa? Yeah, you know which one I was surprised with? What was uh, Wake Forest at eight and zero, way down at nine? I I thought, I mean, to be honest, that's where I thought it probably should be: Oklahoma, Wake Forest, and then Michigan. 
Don't you guys that's think? What was, that's what I was thinking too, but I don't, I don't hate Michigan ahead of Oklahoma. I mean, they almost lost to Tulane in the beginning of the year. And Tulane has, I think, one win on the season. I mean, Michigan almost lost to Rutgers. So <laughs> Rutgers has more than one win. I'm going to say that. <laughs> That's my defense. That's my defense. Uh, but, you know, when you look at what? Wake, Wake Forest. What's, what's their uh, – let's see. What's funny, know, I think I saw Brandon Walker on Barstool. Yeah. And uh, he was like, if – Wake Forest had the Clemson logo, they'd be in the top four. Yep. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. And if and if Bama didn't have the Bama logo, they'd be probably eighth. Yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it definitely looks it I think that what we've seen from the past and what we're seeing from this is they really take into effect the eye test. It's not just win at all costs, and it doesn't matter how you win. How you win is very, very important. And so I think they're looking at, you know, Wake Forest giving up 56 points to Army, right, and going to overtime with Syracuse. And mm-hmm. so, like, those types of things are, are definitely what they're looking at um, is, is what it seems like. Now, I mean – do we think Notre Dame's deserving of the eight spot? Fuck Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need to join a conference. That's how I feel about Notre Dame. Join a conference. Can we also talk getting how we actually got a nice plus to our strength of schedule with Wisconsin ranked at 21? Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a Great. huge deal. I do want to – I don't know if you guys can see this right now or not, but – I do looking at one through tw- one through twelve. This is another reason to go towards a twelve-team playoff. Yep. The, all the teams one through twelve are one loss or less, and then starting at thirteen, it's two losses, three losses, whatever. Go. I would love to see a twelve-team playoff. One, I think it's perfect. I think twelve is perfect. Four was always, you know, still too small. Twelve is perfect. Top four teams get a buy. The rest of the eight have a whatever round one. Yada yada yada. Round two, the buy teams play them, um, but you're still getting a lot of good teams in there. If anything, yeah, maybe two. Right, you're still getting big names. You're getting people watching TV. You're getting the group of five in there to get more people to watch. I'm just, I, I just need that to happen now. So is, is that actually what's happening in 2023? Are they going they to 12? The people are just assuming that it's okay. going to happen. I think. I mean, they have to. They have to. I mean. So the, I mean, what, what, what really happens here is the committee gets into a room and they say, how can we make the most money? Right. They say, (laughs) they say, what team is going to draw the most viewership to get in here? How do we play this out through the schedule through the rest of the year? Somebody's going to knock off somebody and it won't matter. So let's put them in so that they're more, they're still interested through the rest of the year, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. 12 team playoff has got to make the most money. Right, I, you'd think so. That's what I would say. I mean, if you take away a one cupcake game at the beginning of the year and put in a twelve-team playoff, it's like you make ten times the money. I have to assume. I mean, obviously, outside looking in, I feel like that's got to be the case. Just give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, you you'd expect way more attendance at the game. You, I mean, instead of going to the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, your team's actually in like a legitimate, you know, bowl game that matters. You think that the attendance would would skyrocket? Players will continue to play, which has been oh, a huge yeah. issue. Instead of players sitting out, yeah, players would definitely continue to play. And then, and then now your viewership down the stretch is, I, you know, even if I'm a top. 18 or 20 team i am invested the whole way through yeah still a shot yeah becoming very like nfl like you know we should also have instant transfers too (laughs) (laughs) we do though right i think we do i think we do have instant transfers we do well i mean not not like mid-season if that was what you're saying yeah that's right um that'd be dope though that would be incredible. Trades, <laughs> yeah. mid-season yeah. trades for football. Yeah. Are, 
Initiating a trade. Oh my god. Oh man, that'd be incredible. Um, but I I think that there's I mean there's just so many positives to the twelve team playoff. It is it's too obvious. It's way too obvious. Um, and and you know what? As a Michigan fan, it's the only way we're getting in. (laughs) I mean, we would have been in. You know, I'm pretty sure six hardball years. Yeah. We would have Makes his resume look a hell of a lot better. Yeah. It would have been incredible. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm all in on that. And so, yeah, man, it's uh, – I don't know. I I just, like, I think that it would be – we're in good shape. We're in good shape here. Um, and that – them being – Michigan being put at seven – changed a lot of my mindset as a fan for the next four games. If they're put yeah. at 10 and you got to jump, you know, six teams, that's a big deal. Right. But if, if right now you're sitting at seven, you've got to jump a Cincinnati who's going to draw half the viewership that you are. You've got to mm-hmm. draw, you've got to jump Ohio state who you have the chance to play. Mm-hmm. And that's and then you got to jump and you know a Bama or Georgia who are probably going to play each other, right? And I mean, Georgia, Oregon and Georgia will handle that for whoever. Yeah, you got to. I mean, assuming Georgia wins that game, right? And then in Oregon, who's got to win out, you know, and win the Pac-12 to do it too. So yeah. you got the same shot as them, pretty much. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you got to like your chances if you're Michigan right now uh, heading in. And, and it, I really do think that changed everything to now it's, it's win out, right? And mm-hmm. you're good. Before, that, before these rankings came out, it was you need help from other teams. You need other teams to lose and other teams to win and blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I think that there's a pretty good chance that if you beat Ohio State, even if you don't end up playing in the big 10 championship game, you're, you got a really good shot still. And so what they're telling us here too, as as we said, is they want us in and they've wanted us in. They've done this, uh, you know, a lot of years down the stretch to say any type of chance that they have to get Michigan, then they're going to do it. So I figured out the perfect scenario. All right, here we go. So you need Ohio state to beat Michigan state. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, they're all one-loss teams. Then you need Michigan to beat Ohio State. So Michigan State still goes to the Big Ten title game. Michigan, what is it? Michigan still looks good because Ohio State beat Michigan State and then Michigan beat Ohio State. And then Michigan State goes to the Big Ten title game and they lose and they got kicked out of the playoffs. There you go. (laughs) Boom. Perfect scenario. That was the perfect scenario. And the best part about that is every state fan that will be so, so salty about us going over them because they beat us. (laughs) The best of everyone. That is the perfect scenario. There you go. There you go. Uh, The only, the only issue will be that they'll say Mel Tucker went to the big 10 championship, went to Indy before Harbaugh, but I don't give a shit if we're going to the college football playoffs. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take yeah. that. So here's a real Mel Tucker question. So he's being pursued by LSU, presumably. Yeah. Um, that's the rumors, but I assume it's true to some degree. Are they pursuing him under the guise that he's the one who can beat Nick Saban? Or is they Ooh. just saying he's wow. the best option out there? I think it's because he's the best option out there. I mean, that's a good question, though. I, th- I never really thought of it that way. Um, I don't know. Can you go ahead? Kevin. I think I want to say I think it's because they think he's a snake and they think they can get him. <laughs> you're not. You're probably not wrong. He showed that to Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, presumably, you know, you're on the other side of the SEC you want to hire someone knowing that we want to go to the SEC title game and we're going to play Alabama, right? So the guy we hire has to be able to beat Alabama. So 
by that way of thinking, they're thinking Mel Tucker can beat Alabama. But I've, I'm like, you're, that sounds crazy to me. That doesn't make any sense. I'll, I want to be clear following up with I said too. So, I, I, again, I do think that they're going after him because I think they have a shot because, you know, he's a snake and he left Colorado, whatever. I'm not saying that he, you know, there's definitely not a chance that he could beat Alabama, but this is the only good season he's had so far as head coach. That's what you don't I really know what he's got. You don't really know what he's got. You and he utilized the the uh, the transfer portal like crazy, you know. And so maybe they're Which saying great. he can do that, you know. There, but guess what? Coach O won at at LSU because he had an unbelievable team, right? And he, yeah, he won done a Natty two years ago, and he got yeah. fired or whatever mutual part of ways. But he, he won had, a Natty two years ago, and he's gone he, now. They don't he had one. He had essentially one good year. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that Mel could do the same. Now, my, if he's at Michigan State, I'm going to assume that's not happening because they're here. And I, you know, I, I don't know. What do you guys think is the better job right now? Staying at Michigan State or taking LSU? I mean, if I'm – I mean, it depends what his goals are, but, I mean, I think you've got a hell of a lot better chance of – being a legend staying at Michigan state than you do going to LSU and roll the dice. I mean, if he's actually a really good coach though, you can go to LSU and you can be the guy that, you know, took over the sec. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's, there's a, lot a, lot of, of... a lot of pride in those, in those coaches heads. I think he's probably like, yeah, I could be that guy. Maybe, maybe that's what he'd want to do. There's a lot of ego at that level. Plus, you know, it gets real enticing when you can kick your feet up on your yacht in the bay in LS in uh, Louisiana, right? Baton Rouge. So they, <laughs> I mean, they adore their head football coaches, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, have you guys heard all the rumors about Coach O? By the way, <laughs> no. I which oh, ones? <laughs> yeah, which ones? I mean, go ahead. He the big one of the big reasons, and I actually. Heard this from some very credible sources before he the mutual parting of ways. He had about ten different twenty-two-year-old girlfriends <laughs> sleeping with everybody on campus. Jeez, oh peace! Isn't well, that he's, crazy? He's a newly divorced guy, right? Uh, so, yeah, he's not. I yeah. mean, he's not not married anymore. But um, the what it what it got to be was that. It was literally taking away from his coaching because they were like running, they were like coming to practice and shit. It was oh, like, okay. I, saw, I heard yeah, about I heard that. that. Crazy. <laughs> oh man. I just, I, I'm picturing him like, because did you see all the videos of him running around with his shirt off? Like he would just like take a jog with his shirt off through campus. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, pointing out girls at on their like, <laughs> porch and he goes up and gives them their phone number like oh, oh my god incredible. eddie incredible incredible oh, um, one one more discussion back to you know i've said that there's plenty of time to talk about the coach our coaching situation after the year plays out right but, at, you know, we're talking about vacant coaching positions and we're talking about those types of things. Is there anybody out there right now that you guys would be like, yep, that's my guy. Let's go get him if we were to part ways with Harbaugh? I hate to be even having this conversation, to be honest with you. But if I'm going to honestly answer that, I'd say Luke Fickle. And it would kind of be the perfect time for him, too. He'd be like, fuck this, dude. What do I have to do? Like. Right. That's true. To get into the playoff. Like, I've got to go to, like, a Power 5 school. And just because he's been in the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, like, I'd, I'd say him. Well, a lot of people say that he wouldn't go to Michigan because of that, but I think yeah, money talks, yeah. so it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to peel someone from a different school or a different program. There's no one, like, you know, retired. You're not hiring Bob Stoops or something, you know? Yeah. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Mac Brown. Mac Brown, <laughs> taking from UNC. Mac Brown from UNC. Yeah, well, oh, with man. our luck, we'd be trying to hire Lee Corso or something. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck, man. Hey, I think he's, you know, he's become a little more sane in the last 
year. He looks like he's doing all right. Dickie V, by the way, I saw not doing well, man. No, prayers I up for Dickie him in a while. V. He's uh he's got cancer. He's been doing chemo and stuff. Oh, so. wow. oh shit! With the uh, that. yeah, with with hoops coming up, I uh, I hope to see him doing better and stuff and getting through it. But I know that yeah. he he tweeted out something that like the next forty eight hours were going to be crucial for him. So Jesus, wow. I hope that at least like they can do like. It's guys like him and Corso. I'm like, I'm sure they do it just because they love it at this point. But like, take your your you know retirement. Take your. We'll give you a huge goodbye party, retirement party. Blah blah blah. We'll send you off. Go enjoy your time with your yeah. family and friends and all that stuff. So um, maybe that this year can be that year for him. But by the way, so we'll we'll get into the uh, Indiana uh game prep here in a minute but hoops this friday exhibition game at wayne state that's awesome that's great for wayne state too good for them to host it yeah um and you in it they have a brand new arena too brand new arena with the uh, motor city cruise the g league oh nice yeah i forgot the g league team is back in detroit yep Yep. or in detroit i don't know if they're back or not but well that's pretty sweet it's a new one because the Grand Rapids – so it used to be the Grand Rapids Drive that was the Pistons affiliate. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Motor City Cruise is the Pistons affiliate, and it's a, the Grand Rapids Gold is the Denver Nuggets affiliate. So okay. two of them now in Michigan, which is kind of cool. Dope. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hoops – great timing for hoops to be back as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped to see Devontae Jones play, man. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I heard uh, from some people that watched practice uh, last week that Caleb Houston is wet, like ridiculously good. So him and and they said Devontae Jones is like very solid, like very, very solid and can do more than Mike Smith could. So, um, man, I mean – I'm like getting nervous that we're hyping them up too much. Like basketball has always been able to, you know, fly under the radar for a decent amount. And I don't think they're going to be able to, they've got too much star power now. Now there's expectations. What do you do when there's expectations? It's been a thing for Michigan football for a long time. So we'll see how the hoops team can do. And do we throw money down on Michigan Natty this year? I bet you they have terrible odds. I, I was going to say, I'm going like to try to favorite. I know. I'm more close to it. Gonzaga. See will if they have a futures. Player. Of course. Yeah, but Gonzaga should be. They should. They should not be. They haven't done anything in the tournament ever. Well, I saw some like way too early preseason thing that had Purdue ahead of Michigan in the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, people are people are high on Purdue because Trayvon Williams is back too. Right. Michigan's the second Zach favorite Eden. behind Zaga. Yeah. Okay. You can get a plus nine hundred. I mean, I don't know. That's not bad. I would ride that out out. there. Yeah. I would ride that out for sure. So, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's coming ahead, but on Saturday as well, primetime game on Fox, once again, uh, Michigan versus Indiana. Is it on Fox? I think so. It's on big network. I thought it's a BTN. I thought you were saying it was BTN. Uh, no, it is on Fox. Okay. Nice. That I feel better about that now. I like that. Fuck BTN. BTN's the worst, man. It's, we got Joel should... and and uh, Gus Johnson doing it again, or I'm assuming My... so. Uh, they they do the oh, well, they probably one. do Big Noon. They try to yeah. do Big Noon. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna do it. Um, but uh, what did we open up at? Like seventeen and a half point favorites or something like that. According to ESPN Pick Center, yeah, twenty point favorite right now. Twenty. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook has them at twenty. All right, and so I mean, kind of crazy because going into the year, this was a huge game on Michigan's schedule. Yeah, a lot dude. of people had this as a loss right away. Um, you know, let alone it being a big game. Uh, and now it's you know a, a double you know twenty point twenty point game, and so um. I think the storyline of this game is how does this team respond, right? That's pretty obvious. I think that nobody's, you know, that's not some hot take, but 
I think that we haven't seen obviously this team after a loss. And so we put it out on Twitter as well. You know, you've talked about the culture change, the energy, this team is different. This is the time in past years where the wheels have fell off and not just for Michigan. This happens to teams in every sport, uh, you know, especially college football, you lose a game after being hyped up. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, if you look at Florida, they lost on a two point conversion to Alabama and then have lost multiple games since then, because they, you know, it was like the, the season was let down after that. So yeah. the question is, can you keep things on track and keep things going? So what do you guys think? What, what do you, you, Jack, you've kind of said you expect this team to be pissed off, right? I think, I think they cover the 20, man, if I'm being honest. And I, uh, I think the first time I bet on Michigan all year was against Sparty. I just last minute pulled the trigger. I, I typically don't like to bet on Michigan, but I, I would feel so comfortable we, betting so on them. We can blame you. You can blame me. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I would bet on them to cover this game. I think they're going to come out pissed off. I think, I like I said before, I feel a lot more confident in Cave's ability to um, throw the ball. I, I've always been confident in the short passes, uh, inter- intermediate passes, but I think he threw a couple dots um, last weekend on some deep balls. So I've gained confidence in that. And then if the, if they can run the ball, I mean, they're, Man, it'd be bad. It'd be a tough day for the Hoosiers. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a big blowout. This team's pissed off. I mean, you look at the leaders on this team, the, the amount of passion they have. I think this team is looking to, like, step on the jugular. Yeah, I think that, you know, Indiana's the team that, you're like you were saying, Ro, like, at the beginning of the season, I was definitely worried. And I think knowing that, I'm assuming Michael Pennick is not playing. Is that correct? I think they're – what I saw is that they're going to prepare for multiple quarterbacks. Okay. Assuming Michael Penix is not playing. Phoenix? Penay? Mr. Penix? P? Yeah. Penix? Mr. P? <laughs> He's uh, – I, I think that Indiana will 100% have watched film of Michigan State, Nebraska, and Rutgers, and they'll play some hurry up. And I, my real concern is, can we handle that? Can we, have we figured out our issues that we've seen kind of throughout the year on defense? Um, and if we can handle that, then I think the game is no problem. If there's still some issues there, I think Michigan squeaks out a win, but I think it's closer than honestly any of us would really expect. Like something, I don't know. 24 17 something that you're like whoa why was that game so close yeah well i think it also depends on what kind of offense are they going to try and come out and run are they now going to be more dedicated to the pass now that they know Cade mcnamara can do it or are they trying to get back to the run um because you know we talked about this on the last podcast that they pretty much completely abandoned the run uh on Saturday. And so it'll be interesting. I think they'll probably do a game by game type uh, game plan, which means, you know, they might've been, been prepping for the pass against MSU. Cause that was what they saw as the weakness. And now they come back against Indiana and they need to run the ball. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they, pl- you know, pan that out. Um, but, you know, my gut is that it takes them a little bit to get going Again, because the crowd is, it's going to be cold as shit. The crowd may not be, you know, fully there because of night game and cold and all that stuff. And after the loss, so it's not going to be just this bumping atmosphere, I assume. Um, So they may get, um, they, they may get a little slow start, but you know what? I'm, I'm intrigued to see, can they, go out and put the ball in the end zone. Go prove that you can score once you get into the red zone. We need to see that be able to be done. Jake Woody, I love you. We're going to come out with a shirt for you, but I can't have you on the field as much as you have been. <laughs> um, and so we need to put the ball in the end zone. That really what it, what, that's really what it comes down to. Also, how 
how good is this defense going to be down the stretch? Are they going to get beat down, you know, on big plays? Or like you said, Caitlin, are they going to adjust? So it, there are a lot of things that need to be addressed from last week. And it's not like the whole thing's broken, right? They're still a pretty damn good football team. The offense put up fucking 33 points. Defense outside of essentially five plays did really well. So I, I think there are a few things that need to be fixed, but um, it's more about the mentality and how this team responds mentally to what happened last week. I'll tell you what, I think this defense dominates the rest of the year. Ohio State, obviously, will be a struggle, but to give credit to Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, Peyton Thorne, Jaden Reed, you know, that fourth down play, that was a dot. That was a perfect toss to um, the pylon on that fourth and four play. I mean, it, it was a perfectly thrown ball, perfectly ran route, and Kenneth Walker made plays. I mean, he, he should be the top Heisman candidate right now. So give, give credit where credit is due. With them playing that well, and Michigan still should have won that game, I feel really, really good about, um, about Michigan's chances moving forward. And I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, man. I think they're going to play pissed off, and I think they're just going to – Ojabo kind of had like a coming out party. He's been like good all season, but he kind of had a coming out party against Michigan State. And I think with him and Hutchinson on the edges, man, it's just going to be a pass rush nightmare for, for these offenses going forward. So I was talking to somebody this week and they made an interesting comment. I kind of wanted to ask you guys about this. They said that verse like teams because of Harbaugh's coaching style, he has like an NFL style and it results in these like ultra close games, right? Like you watch the NFL and something like 90% of the games are decided by three points. And I was like, I never really thought about that. And I'm like, I think you're kind of half wrong because the first half of the season we were blowing people away. But, like, I don't know. It was an interesting comment. I'd never heard anybody make that. What do you guys make of it? I I hate it, but it adds up. Yeah, I I don't think it's – I don't think it's totally wrong. I think you can definitely see he has never had this – under Harbaugh, Michigan has never had the ability to – completely put teams away and score quickly and bury teams when they need to. Right. That's what we talked about this actually, uh, you know, probably six, five, six weeks ago, Ohio state, what they do is they'll have some type of a slow start, you know, in the first quarter, second quarter, maybe even, and then in the third quarter, they just bury them. Right. Michigan doesn't have the ability to bury teams. And that was what we saw on Saturday. They had opportunities to bury Michigan State, and they did it. And so I think there's something to what you're saying, Kalen, because of that, where, you know, you keep people close kind of because you get conservative. You don't want to turn the ball over, all those things. And so um, I could see this team keeping people, you know, keeping Indiana close this weekend possibly for a little too long as well. I think to take care of business, man. I don't know. I feel good. Caleb, about it. What do you, how do you feel there? I mean, I want us to blow him away. I want, I want to see Andrew Anthony with the same stat line he had last weekend, but uh, I, I just think there's a chance that it's maybe a little bit closer than I would like to see as they kind Stop of it. get rolling again. And my hope is that they get their stuff together they go to Penn State and they beat Penn State on the road and the mentality becomes like, that's right, we're back, we can do this. Ohio State at home crushes them, you know? So I tell you what I'm saying we crush Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I tell you what, man, if we go out, beat Indiana, and you know, and then we keep go- keep on going if we do beat Penn State on the road. Oh, God, I don't know if I can muster up the strength again <laughs> to get my hopes up one more freaking time. I tell you what, Michigan beats Penn State on the road. That next week's rankings, they might jump Cincinnati. They might be top four yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to go down, but I, 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 it's hard to disagree with you. Man, I'm going to be – that's just – I know I'm, I know I will be 100% all in. 
absolutely. But it's just like, <laughs> I'm ready for, um, I'm stressing already about that possibility. Oh, but, um, Hey, we'll see. We'll be out there for sure. Tailgating still. Um, so it br- bring the parkas, bring the gloves, bring the beanies. We've got beanies and everything on the store. So go check it out. We've got blue by 90 beanies. We've got hoodies now. Um, like I said, we're coming out with something for Moody. So check it out here. Um, you guys are the first to hear about that for sure. So um, keep the, keep the secret quiet until we put it out on social. All right. We're trusting you guys. We're trusting you. <laughs> I'll tell you guys what too. I was telling these guys before we started recording, I got, I ordered one of the beanies, one of the most comfortable beanies I've ever ordered. I've ever had in my entire life. Fits great. Super soft. It looks awesome. So yeah, check out the site. Even on you. We'll have a few colors, even on me. You know, I know people like the, like the bald head, but I had to cover it up. Keep it warm this morning. It was a little chilly outside. You and Brad Robbins definitely need beanies these days. Oh, B-Rad. Can we talk about Brad Robbins at the Michigan State? I remember I was watching the game at Frazier's, and I saw, like, before kickoff, he's running around on the sidelines with a chair in his hand. I was like, <laughs> I I was like go, Brad. Oh, man. I, I, I laughed out loud, man. I thought that was hilarious. He's incredible. He's incredible. I'm going to try to find that clip and, uh, and send it to him. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. we talked about this as well. Moody is just, like, unbelievable the four for four thing when mel tucker called three timeouts was just like a suck my dick type of situation. <laughs> oh yeah it was really incredible it was um, great. i went and visited my state friends friends in the stands at, at halftime and they were like i've never seen anything like that where a dude just drills four in a row no matter just what. doesn't give a fuck especially a college <laughs> kid so, so yeah incredible but um, oh man all right well uh Couple days before Saturday, I'm sure Michigan Twitter is going to be going at it the uh, the entire the entire week. So um, positive vibes only. Just try to spread the uh, spread the love out there. Um, we'll be on there helping you as well uh, with a little humor in there too. We can have some humor. Have but, you know, I mean, laugh at ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, I anybody who's dealing with any of the Spartan fans and friends out there, Godspeed. Godspeed. It's a tough week. Tough week. And, I, and I'm telling you what, guys, this is what's going to happen. Michigan State, they are going to make it to the Big Ten title game. They're going to lose. Michigan, uh, they won't make it to the college football playoff, and then Michigan will just take their little, you know, take their path into the college football playoff there, and it'll all be worth it in the end. We just need to be patient. Speaking into existence. That's right. Manifest this shit. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, you heard it there first. We'll see how it plays out. We got Indiana at 730 on Saturday, so gear up for that. Check us out uh, in the uh, Chrysler parking lot and the blue lot. If you're trying to come, um, you know, hit us up if, you're, if you can't find us or something like that. We'll have plenty of Truly. We have so much, so much that's in my garage currently, and even I can't drink that all by Saturday, so there will be some left. Um, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube with that. We say go blue, go blue, go blue.